Hey there, folks. This is Jamie Hale. And Jim Ryan here. Uh, Usually, we'd be recording something fun and cheery and travel-related for you folks, but now's not really the time for that. No, as I'm sure um, everyone is aware by this point, there are um, a number of really horrible wildfires um, that are burning across Oregon and truly across the Pacific Northwest and I guess the entire West Coast right now. So, you know, there is a a lot of awful smoke um, pouring through the area. Air quality is bad. Um, Traveling is not exactly safe right now. So, while we had a couple of episodes recorded for these uh, last weeks of summer, we're going to go ahead and just put those in the shelf for now because it doesn't seem like a great time to be recommending places to go travel when it's not even really safe to go outside your house right now. Yeah, Jamie, we're talking here on Tuesday, September 15th. And at this point, I have not been outside my home since Thursday. I think of last <laughs> yeah. week. Like I went, I went to like the garbage can. Yeah. I mean, that counts, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, one of our colleagues sent a video to, to a couple other folks in the newsroom of, of him just outside wearing a full on gas mask, I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, for, for its respirator qualities or whatnot. It's not, not good. I mean, I don't really know no. what other way to put it. It is, it is a sorry state of affairs here at the moment. And like you said, it doesn't feel right to really do anything cheery or fun or, uh, you know, release to you folks some of the, I thought, really interesting and and, and good episodes that we had queued up for this month. Uh, For now, Jamie, though, I mean, the big question a lot of folks probably have right now is what is the state of affairs for some of our wild and natural areas that folks love so much? And I know you've been tracking some of that as best you can, Jamie. Uh, what can you maybe say or, or or not say at this point about kind of the state of affairs in, in Oregon's outdoors? Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of specifics that we know right now. Uh, I was talking to some fire officials yesterday about it, and they said that because of the smoke, because the fires are still active – because they're still focused on evacuating people and assessing damage to homes and property, that they don't have any idea yet what some of these natural landmarks look like that were in the path of the fire. And Jim, there's a lot of like really beloved places there that were either uh, already passed through by the fire or are right in the edge. I think that the one that is probably the biggest is Opal Creek. So, I mean, you know, we've talked about Opal Creek a little bit before. It's a really spectacular place known for its clear water, its old growth forests. And the Beachy Creek fire started just a little bit. I mean, just maybe like a mile or two or so to the east of Opal Creek and burned over that entire scenic area. So we don't know how bad that is, whether that means some of the underbrush is gone and some of the old growth trees remain, whether the ancient forest center and the old mining colony at Jawbone Flats are still there. We don't know any of that right now. Um, what we do know is that the fire did burn through that area. Yeah, and burned what I, I think the governor said more than a million acres in total thus far, a, a huge amount of territory that these fires have covered, you know, obviously many 
fires throughout the state here. And one of the things I'd I'd like to note here is that in addition to doing this podcast and whatnot, we are out uh, alongside many of our colleagues either covering these fires from home, covering these fires uh, out in the field. Um, I've personally been thankful to not have to go out into the smoke. You know, it just it doesn't feel good. But I'd encourage folks to find the latest on these fires. You know, we'll probably pop in and do a podcast again here soon. But follow our coverage and the coverage of our colleagues on OregonLive.com slash wildfires. We're working really hard to bring you folks the latest on what's obviously a tremendously affecting story statewide, region-wide, all the way up and down the West Coast here. Yeah. And, and you know, there's obviously a lot of tragedy here, um, a lot of uh, lives lost, a lot of homes lost, businesses. Um, and, and Jim, I think there's there's also, for a lot of us Oregonians, there's that that sense of grief for some of these natural places lost as well. I mean, the fires have burned through a lot more than just Opal Creek. I mean, we're talking about you know, the Mount Hood National Forest, the Willamette National Forest, the Deschutes National Forest, um, you know, Shelberg Falls have been burned, Abaqua Falls has been burned, the fires have gone right up to the edge of Silver Falls, and they're pretty close to the forests around the Oregon Caves, out on the coast, you know, out in eastern Oregon. The fires are everywhere right now, and it's really frightening um, on sort of an immediate level. And I think at that sort of lower level, we think about all the cherished memories we have at these places. And I don't know about you, Jim, but for me, that's just bringing up this really profound sense of grief for these forests um, and those animals and these ecosystems that that we've spent all of this time in and have created so many good memories around. That's really difficult. And I, I think it's okay, I think, for people to feel that grief and to go through that process, um, whether it's you know, on um, that sort of human level and also that that natural level as well. There's a lot of of really difficult emotions that I think a lot of Oregonians and people around the country and the world are going through right now. Everyone is affected in in some way, shape, or form right now, right? So before we started recording here, uh, you just mentioned how it's been extremely difficult to not be able to leave your house. Oh my god! For, you know, for for other folks that might take the form of maybe having to evacuate their house mm-hmm. or have a colleague or friend or family member, loved one, do the same, or you know, heaven forbid, lose a family member or a home or anything uh, to these blazes. It's been incredibly heartbreaking for all the folks affected by what's going on right now, as well as for people who maybe are indirectly affected by poor air quality or the burning of natural spaces that they they really adore. And yeah, it's going to be a long road, I think, Jamie, until we really know the extent, the totality of Mm -hmm. what's happened here, what's still happening, let's be honest. And uh, you know, be able to really, I guess, to get back to our original point, get a better grasp on how some of these natural spaces have been affected. Yeah, what I was told was that it's going to be um, at very least several weeks 
before fire officials get some idea of how these areas have fared. But then, of course, I mean, we're talking about heading into the wet season eventually. And, you know, without uh, a lot of the underbrush and the root systems, we're looking at landslides and rock slides like we saw mm-hmm. in the gorge after the Eagle Creek fire. Um, that could also destroy trails or block off rivers, create flooding and totally change the areas even more. So I think it's it's going to be maybe a, another year at least before we have a really good idea of what these areas look like and what the future means for recreation in some of these spots. So folks used to going to the Table Rock Wilderness um, out to Opal Creek, of course. Um, Jefferson Park is another one that is uh, has already mm-hmm. been burned. So we're not going to know for a while what it looks like to hike or backpack these areas, what that experience will be in the future. Um, I, I would just recommend that people not hold any expectations either way, and we just got to be patient in terms of you know, waiting to see what it looks like and what the experience is going to be in the future. While we figure all of that out, we'll obviously be reporting it on OregonLive.com in the Oregonian. And when we can here on the podcast, you know, we're both reporters filing news stories pretty much daily, if not multiple times a day about these fires, about other things going on throughout our state and our region. And, you know, I just encourage folks to follow along that way and know that we don't have a super clear plan yet as to what our podcasting immediate future looks like, Uh, but we'll continue to bring you updates here as well. And like Jamie said at the beginning of the show, probably keep some of our episodes that we'd already recorded on the shelf for now. Yeah, folks. And until we get back to some of those other episodes and some future coverage, uh, I just want to encourage everyone to make sure you stay safe. Uh, make sure to take care of yourself, both um, you know, physically and mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Reach out to other people um, around you if you need some help. There's no shame in asking for help in the midst of this disaster or the midst of the many disasters that have been going on this year around the world. So stay safe out there, folks, and we will get back to you here just as soon as we can.